Hello, everyone, and welcome to another in the series of the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hey, Todd. Hey, Robert. Um, our goal in these podcasts is to provide you with uh, our thoughts, our experiences around helping to implement stress-free productivity uh, using the Getting Things Done methodology. Um, Robert, when you and I were we're sort of kicking ideas around before you hit record. Uh, one of the things that we thought would be helpful, just based on our recent experience, things we've heard from clients and our own experience, frankly, um, is talking about um, focus. You know, we, we we quite often say that we're in the focus business. And so one of the things we thought would be helpful to talk about would be, how do we enhance our focus in 2023? You know, enable greater focus, reduce distraction, um, that's sort of the gig as we've described it. So let me ask you to kick off. What what are your what's on your mind about about focus and about um, maybe challenges and solutions? Yeah, well, I think um, one of the things I'm interested in is what we call relaxed focus, and in particular, what gets in the way of that. Right. I think um, certainly my experiences of early childhood were one of having quite a bit of relaxed focus in playtime, for example, right? You know, there's not this stress or driving thing. It's really about kind of being in the moment. So how can we get back to that? How can we sort of remove some of the barriers to relaxed focus? And I think, frankly, kind of my reflection is that as we go along, I think we pick up bad habits <laughs> along the way. And so for me, and, you know, exploring all of this, I'm looking into 2023 and kind of fresh start, new year. Yes, it's an arbitrary marker, but why not take advantage of that um, to have a fresh start and, and think about how do I uh, support myself in eliminating distraction and in eliminating stressful focus, if you like. So, you know, I have a lot of bad habits and one of them um, is, is kind of getting uptight or getting tense or getting hyper-focused, if you like, on what I'm working on. And one of the ways I notice that that's happening is, is physiologically, I'll start tensing up and I'll start kind of leaning into the screen. You know, I'll kind of, I had a friend once walk by, uh, we were in an office and he walked by my office door and saw me doing that. And he said, you know, don't fall in. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of intensely focused on the code or whatever it was I was working on. So that's one of the ways that, that I notice, you know, that I'm, that I'm, um, not necessarily in a relaxed focus kind of place. So there is a lot in the getting things done in the GTD methodology about relaxed focus, because it is kind of one of the fundamental aims, getting things off your mind, doing the thinking in advance, getting things into a trusted system so that you can be present. So you can have that kind of, if not sense of play, certainly sense of being fully present with whatever it is um, you're working on. So I think it'd be fun to explore you know, some of the ways in which we can support ourselves in overcoming kind of some of the bad habits of creating stress, creating hyper-focus and creating distraction. I think one of the main things we were talking about in advance of, uh, of this conversation, just as we were teeing things up, is distraction and how often we, we are distracted, but also how often we distract ourselves. So curious your thoughts uh, on that, because I think that was one of the impetuses of this was your experience around distraction. Yeah, you know, just as you're as you're describing that, what's coming to mind for me is that if when you talk to people about the distractions in their lives, right? I I, I did a seminar over the last couple of days. I was just telling you about, and 
And of course, one of the things that we hear a lot about is what gets in the way of people's ability to be, you know, both stress-free and productive. You know, those are the kinds of questions we quite often ask at the beginning of the seminars. And, and what I heard a lot from people was, in essence, well, the distractions come from my colleagues. The distractions come from the outside world. The distractions come from my Teams posts. This is a company that uses Teams or my inbox, right? And I think for a lot of people, I'm not saying those things don't, that, that, that those sort of interruptions don't occur. Of course they do. But I think that one of the things that people tend to discount is the amount that they're distracted internally, right? They're distracting themselves in a sense. Right? And that can be because um, they're being too open to distractions, right? So, you know, Take, take take your take your mobile phone, put it next to your workstation while you're you know working on your laptop. Put your mobile phone next to you, and your IQ goes down. Right? We've got some good some good studies that tell us that tell that tell us that that is you know part of the story when you're when you're open when you when you leave yourself open to those kinds of distractions. So I think one thing for people to think about is you know where. And then, of course, that's a lot of what GTD is all about, right, is reducing those internal distractions um, and having to think about which external distractions we can, uh, you know, we can shut ourselves off from. You know, one, one of the things that came up in the in the seminar the last couple of days was, um, you know, I mentioned I mentioned to this group, hey, by the way, uh, you know, some people some people didn't know this, but you can actually shut Outlook down. Did you know that that you can actually close Outlook? Right? And there was there was of course quite a bit of laughter, but a couple of people went. Actually, that's really interesting because I haven't shut. What I heard from these people was I haven't shut Outlook down in months. Right, right. It's just sort of the constant presence. So, how open are we to distractions? Right, to to external distractions. But another consideration, of course, as you say, is is um, is is our internal distraction, the extent to which we allow ourselves or set ourselves up to be distracted internally. And, and the best practices in GTD, uh, a lot of them are focused on exactly that, right? How do I, how do I reduce those sort of uh, internal distractions? And to come back to the, 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 the thing that you referenced, you know, the story that I told just before you hit record, uh, one of the things that I've been doing over the last couple of days, <clears throat> I got back in touch with a best practice that's something that I talk about all the time and I was not exhibiting this behavior okay I was not doing it and that has to do with you know when you're when you're um the, what I was doing and those of you who know GTD will will sort of recognize the terminology I was clarifying and organizing the things in my inbox right so I was basically making decisions about the emails that had arrived and what I found myself doing was cherry picking in my inbox, cherry picking the things that looked like they might be quick, fun, or otherwise engaging, right? <clears throat> and what I recognized was, you know, that's, um, it, it's not evil, but it's also not optimal, right? What I ought to be doing is, is just making decisions one by one about the things that are in my inbox, right? Um, and so what I recognized was, and this is really tactical, but, but, you know, also very powerful, um, so when I, I when I opened the email that I was going to make a decision about, I maximized it, right? So that was the only thing on my screen. I couldn't see my inbox. I couldn't see anything else on my screen was other than this email. And that immediately made a you know, pretty big difference. So all of a sudden I was not distracted by the thought that, okay, well, I've got this window open in front of me and I'm focusing on this email, but 
gee, might there be in the inbox something else that would be more fun? And maybe I should click over there. And, you know, so so again, uh, a tactical, you know, sort of a tactical approach based on the best practices that we talk about that that made made a big difference to my morning. Right. You know, two two hours I've been working, uh, you know, before you and I got together here. Two hours I was working, uh, sort of very. I, I was definitely in uh, in the productive experience, based on that small change. Love it. So, love it. yeah. Anyway, back over to you. What what what's that engendered for you, if anything? Well, no, I think I think you're absolutely right about the um, the perils of cherry picking. I had a colleague, a former colleague, who used to call it snacking on the inbox. And, um, you know, making the point that snacking all the time rather than having set meals and thinking about the nutritional value of what you're doing is a bit similar to what you're doing when you're kind of cherry picking. Um, And I thought that was great. And I think really since then, there's so many more channels besides email, right? We're kind of, we can be easily kind of constantly info snacking, if you like, on, you know, in a wide, um, you know, wide array of possible information sources so for me, one of the things um, that as a GTD practitioner that has evolved over time for me that I think is very much complementary to my practice um, is just the moment of pause. So uh, increasingly, you know, I found that I was getting more and more on reflex with the phone. Like it was just a reflex, you know, and my wife pointed out to me that, you know, sometimes even at meals, I'd be reflexing onto what's going on on the phone. Um, so just literally taking a moment when I have that impulse to take a breath, like take one breath in and out and be, be present with your breath, right, um, has had a huge impact. And likewise, when I'm at work and there's this wide variety of potential input channels, um, sometimes I remember to ask myself, hang on, am I ready for a new input? Am I actually ready mm-hmm. for a new input? Or am I just coming off the back of a meeting and actually I need to take five, 10 minutes? I need to kind of sort out my thoughts about that, or I need, you know, before the next completely different context that I'm running into, be it a seminar or a conversation or whatever it is, do I need to just go get a cup of tea and stretch? You know, like what, what do I need right now, rather than what's the next source of stimulation, if you like. So I think all of that requires a a baseline sort of hygiene in your GTD practice of being able uh, to capture and having an inbox, right? Because I think the ability to to not have to feel like you're constantly snacking and you know going around to all the different potential sources to see where you should be putting your focus. Um, the prerequisite to that is that you instead have a practice of capturing into select inboxes what those things that you really do need to see more the meals than the snacks. Um, and then clarifying and organizing those, sort of preparing, sort of preparing the meals, if you like, in advance, so that you can sort of be nutritious and be concerted. Um, you can tell I like this. I like this metaphor. Um, <laughs> so you can kind of cook, you know, cook for yourself rather than just, you know, just snacking all day long. Maybe you can get away with that at uni, but but not so much today, right? So yeah. anyway, that's one thing um, that's tactical and you know specific, but also I think very much complementary to. Uh, to the practice. What what about you in terms of in terms of your GTD practice? What do you notice about how it helps you to create more focus? How it you know how it helps you to uh, deal with maybe some of the bad habits of distraction or whatever those things are that uh, that get in our way. Yeah, you know, I just want to come back to something you said, then I'll answer your question. I, um, you know, I had a, a boss. I might have told this story uh, in one of our previous podcasts, but. 
I had a boss when I was still working in a large corporate, um, and she was very famous for dealing effectively with the, with the question that you just mentioned, namely, am I ready for more? And what she would do is she would work offline. So in other words, she and she was connected to the you know to the network, but she would actually set. Um, I think it was Outlook she was using at the time. She would set Outlook to offline mode. Now, for those of you that don't know, what that means is that Outlook does not go up to the server and grab you know the the latest emails that have arrived, right? So you can deal with the emails that you have in your inbox. And she would you know deal with what was ever whatever was in her inbox, and then she would, uh, or sorry, she would you know load her inbox as it were, you know, download what was up on the server, then turn it offline, and then deal with those emails, right? So she had the confidence that nothing new was going to arrive, right? And and that was a very, you know, that gave her the ability to focus without being worried about, you know, without being worried about being distracted by incoming email. And then once she had all of the email dealt with and, you know, whatever that looked like for her in her inbox and her inbox was clear again, then she would, again, turn, you know, turn the, uh, t- turn Outlook back online. And then the next, however many emails would arrive and she'd deal with those. So that, again, sort of tactical approach might well work for a lot of people. But coming back to your question, I think, you know, I think what was so interestingly, right? So I'm, I'm sat here next to my my physical in-tray, right? Um, and my physical in-tray is, um, for, for me, it's actually quite full at the moment. It's got quite a bit in it. I've been, you know, doing for the last couple of days, I've been doing the seminar I mentioned. We had, we had our, our end of year meeting on Monday. Uh, in London, uh, which was which was great, and 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 then a dinner afterwards, which was which was also wonderful. Um, but what that meant was, uh, from a you know keep on top of your you know your inbox sort of uh, point of view, I haven't had a lot of time to focus on it. So the intray is quite full at the moment. Now, on the one hand, um, you know you might say, well, that that might create some stress, and it could do. But what I really like about the fact that my system has, as we say clean edges, right? In other words, I know all of those things in the inbox are things that I need to make decisions about. And I also know exactly how I'm going to make those decisions, right? So using, coming on to another best practice and getting things done, using the clarifying questions, right? What is it? Is it actionable? If not, is it trash reference or incubation? If it is actionable, what's the next action? And then can I do that in two minutes? If so, I do it straight away. Can I delegate that? Can I defer it? And then the, the the last question, is there a project there? Um, for those of you who are brand new to GTD, that's that's a bit of a fast forward through a best practice. Um, those of you who have been through GTD will be familiar with those questions. But the point of those questions is that they give me the ability, that they I have the confidence that I'm going to be able to make decisions about those things which are effective and efficient. And because I know that, I know how I'm going to approach that you know, stack of paper. It's now it's now a stack. It's not just a few sheets of paper in my inbox. That gives me the confidence, and and I can actually relax about it, right? And another important thing, and again, this is you know, it comes back to what you said, the fact that it's sitting in my inbox and it's not scattered all over my office is also really helpful, right? Because I know that it's all in the same place, and all of the things in that in tray, they share they share a meaning. They all mean the same thing. They all mean, hey, these are things you've captured because you think they might be important to you in some way, and you need to make decisions about those. But as I say, my practice, my GTD practice, gives me the confidence that, yeah, okay, they're there. But for the moment, I'm focused 100% on doing what I'm doing, which is which is this podcast with you. And and then after that, yeah, the uh, 
the 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 work with those things can can uh, can can recommence. And I'm glad of it that you're fully fully here. I'm glad you are here. It's it's such an important thing the the inbox right. I mean it's huge. Um, it's it's there's something psychological too about having having a thing contained in a way, as you said, you don't have to sort of go hither and yon to figure out what's possibly, you know, deserving of your attention. And actually, my wife was remarking the other day, we went to a, a friend's house and in their bathroom, they had various potions and lotions and things that you would have in a bathroom, but it was contained. There was a little kind of dish or box or whatever. And we were just remarking on how, what a difference it made to have sort of a boundary or an edge around it to say, this is intentional. This is in an appropriate place rather than sort of scattered across the countertop or whatever. Um, and so there's something very much psychologically similar about an inbox to me too, that, um, that it represents, you know, that this is, this is contained. And I think, interestingly, um, some of the more advanced GTDers I know are ones who can, because it's contained, because it's corralled, comfortably and happily ignore it for a while, right? Like you mm. just said, you've had two or three days of not being fixated on the inbox. And that's actually, I think, one of the sort of uh, midway along the journey, people often do get sort of fixated once they realize they can clear the inbox through clarifying and organizing through this methodology that we teach and this specific thought process. They're just always into the inbox. They're just always clearing it out because they get the the win. You know, that's the game is clear it, clear it in the inbox. And it's actually no... There's other there are other elements to this. So in a funny way, the inbox is a very, very powerful way of putting things in their place so that they don't distract you. But also, if you become fixated on that, they constantly have to clear the inbox that in itself, in a weird way, can distract you from the fact that actually you should be giving attention to the lists you made, giving attention to, you know, other forms of review and work Mm. other than simply constantly clarifying those emails. So I think it's I think it's an interesting thing that at different points in your journey, certain elements of the practice you can use to distract yourself, if you like. That's how I put it. They're not distracting, but you can use them to distract yourself um, as as well. So yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's very powerful. And there's some subtlety too to to when when is a practice actually something that you're overutilizing and it actually starts to become its own form of distraction. I, I think that's such a good point. I, you know, I think as I'm thinking about it, you know, we in, at any given moment, right? Everything that you are not engaged with, ideally, is in your system somewhere, right? That could be the stuff in your inbox. That could be the things on your lists, right? It, it it's everything you're not engaged with, other than what you're doing right now, right, is in your system, and so it gives you. And, and I'm completely with you. I think. That's in some ways, um, that's in some ways kind of the, the hallmark of people who get more advanced about this is that the, is that they don't get, you know, obsessed about, you know, getting their inbox to zero. I remember this, this takes me back actually. One of the very first email, uh, sorry, email wrong. One of the very first podcasts I heard with David Allen, and this is going back more than, well, it's got to be about 15 years now. Um, David was being interviewed and he said to the person who was interviewing him that he had not looked at his inbox in two days. Okay. And, you know, the interviewer was, was astounded. How can you not look at your inbox for two days? And David said, he said, you know, that's, that's pretty rare. It's pretty rare in my life, but he made the point. I think, I think we're making, which is that 
someone who's got a, uh, a GTD practice that's well-developed and has a good sense of the kind of rhythm that they need in order to stay on top of things can make that kind of decision. It's funny. I, it takes me back to something that I've, you know, that's been on my mind a lot about my own GTD practice. And I bring this into the, into the work that I do with clients, you know, pay attention to the sources in your, in your life of pressure, what's creating pressure, right? The fact that I've got stuff in my, in my in-tray, this physical in-tray, yeah, that's, that's a source of pressure in my system, right? That's telling me that that needs some focus. Now I'm not overreacting to that pressure. It's just a pressure that's there. And at some point I will deal with it. You know, if I, if I open up some of my, some of my, my next action lists, some of my context lists, and I see that they've gotten quite long, right? And that's also a source of pressure, right? Okay. My system is telling me you haven't focused on this enough or, or you, or you, you might be, you might benefit from focusing a bit more than this. So got more on this. So I think that's also an interesting one. You know, the people who, again, people who I think have gotten kind of the, gotten, gotten toward the black belt end of, of GTD quite often have that, have that kind of uh, sense of their own system and they don't overreact, right? And they don't, you know, they don't say, oh my goodness, I've had, you know, I've got more than a screen of emails um, and that's a panic inducing sort of thing. And I need to deal with that right now. It might be, don't get me wrong. You know, if I've got the kind of role where clients are emailing me every, you know, every 15 minutes with critical issues, well, okay, then that, that's part of my role. And I need to be, and I need to be open to that being, uh, you know, the kind of pressure that needs a more immediate response. But I think for a lot of us, um, I think for a lot of us, the uh, that would be overreacting, right? Let's let's not get obsessed. Let's not get obsessed with our with our GTD practice. Nice. Well, another one where I've noticed there's the potential to get obsessed is once you really get the power of how much it reduces distraction to simply capture things, right? Um, that's an, so that that practice is one of simply called get it off your mind, get it. Uh, externalized in some way that you'll go back to it or, or get it over to an inbox as quickly as you can. Um, there can be a tendency to, to kind of get hyper-focused around that too. For me, it's an uncomfortable feeling to have something on my mind these days, having done GTD for so long, mm. um, you know, I'm, things that, no, I mull over things. I think about things, but I don't necessarily try and, you know, chant the reminder must get milk, must get milk. Um, I find that a very bad, very bad use of neurons. So uh, as a result, I found that one of the things I was doing is that was creating the re the phone reflexes because I was capturing things on my phone. Um, and just just the other day, I switched to having a physical pad of paper by my bed rather than the phone. Because what I found is, you know, late at night, I go to capture something and then there's the <laughs> blue light on the eyeballs and, oh, I might as well just see what emails have come in. And next thing you know, you're down, you're down the garden path, right? So there's something about um, about the practice where as you get more subtle with it, you start to realize what's going to work better for you. But it also basically comes back to that thing you were talking about, about visual distraction. So maximizing the window rather than even having all the icons available, putting the phone to charge in another room rather than right beside your bed. So you don't even have access to the phone at that mm -hmm. time. Um, you know, and we, and we advocate that in your physical environment, you only have reference equipment, decoration, or supplies, you know, those four types of things only because yeah, if you run your eyes over stuff, that's anything other than that, it's probably potentially actionable or reminding you of something actionable and it's gonna, it's gonna pull on you. It's gonna start to pull on you. So it's interesting. It all comes down to some very basic kind of first principles around 
uh, checking in with yourself around um, minimizing the, the sort of visual triggers of potential distraction. Um, but but I think there's some real subtle ways along the way in the practice that um, that you can make adjustments to the way in which you are doing GTD um, that will help in some ways, just as much as the fact of doing GTD profoundly helps helps with distraction in its own way. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Do you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just reflecting on, I think, I think one of the things that I want to get across to the people that I work with is it's, it's, it's your point about what, what I say is, Hey, become really impatient really um really impatient about having things in your head that represent open loops for you become impatient about that right so try your best not to not to carry open loops around right for all the reasons we talk about you won't be reminded about them when it's helpful to be reminded about them you will be distracted by them when it's not helpful right it's going to be and so that's one of the things I think that that um, again I I really try to get people to do that. Now, of course, what that means is that they also, if you think about you know captures of practice, they need to be in a position to capture no matter where they are, right? So and that's important. I think your your example of you know well the the phone's not in the bedroom anymore. I've got paper. I'm I'm completely with that. I think and there's and there's you know there's. Um, there have been some interesting studies about the impact of people having tech in the bedroom, right? You know, and what that does to our, to our sleep patterns. So, so I have a, I just have a stack of, of index cards uh, and, a, and a pen right next to the bed. I don't use it very often, right? But every once in a while, you know, maybe once a month, once every few weeks, something will occur to me just as I'm drifting off to sleep or, you know, when I'm, when I'm, uh, I, and every once in a while I'm, I'm woken up by thoughts about things that need doing. And so I'm just in a position in that moment to just grab the idea, right? Put it down on the piece of paper. What I tend to do is write it down. Okay. I don't turn on the light because that would be a little bit um, unsociable for my wife, but I, I, um, so, so it's almost always scrawl that's very difficult to read the next morning. I do my best to sort of um, to sort of write it in legible ways. But then what I'll do is I'll literally put it next to the bed on the floor. So I sort of step on it in the morning. Okay, so I'm sure I'm going to focus on it in the morning. And there you go. Again, it's a small thing, but it's a way it's a way that I can reduce that kind of distraction. And, you know, without fail, every time I do that, I drift back off to sleep. Right. It's it's uh, it works very well. Um, we're, we're sort of coming to the end of our time. Um, this always goes so fast for me, I have to say. So so let's do some top tips. Okay? Yeah. Increasing no, this is focus. Great. This is great. So just I think it's just worth maybe summarizing some of what we covered. We covered a lot of ground and uh, pleasant, pleasantly surprising. I feel like I've I've learned a lot. So thanks. It's a really interesting conversation. So a lot of practical stuff, you know, around visual distraction. So maximizing your windows. Um going into offline mode so you're not pinged. And I think these days it's a lot more than just switching outlook to offline mode. It's like, <laughs> there's a lot of potential switches, right? And you know, the kind of do not disturb mode, you may need to set that multiple places to not actually um, be disturbed. But um, having an inbox, you know, such a such a great one to kind of corral, um, corral your thinking and then have a, a habit of clarifying and organizing this stuff. Um, getting things out of reach when they're not appropriate to, to have them, right? To start to break that habit cycle, that reflex kind of cycle. Uh, capturing, capturing early and often, as you said, being um, impatient or intolerant of having stuff circulating in your head that's that's uh, to remember rather than higher order thinking. And I love the idea that you step step on in the morning. That's exactly the kind of thing where I go, how am I absolutely going to make sure 
that I'm not just going to scribble on this piece of paper and it's going to stay by the bedside. I'm going to forget it. So, so many of these are around being kind to your future self, you know, and, and acknowledging that you need, you need help to create, to create focus. I don't know. What do you think? Some, some, what are some of your takeaways from this? I think you've done, I think, and, and I, I always enjoy these Robert, as you know, and, and, uh, and likewise, I've, I've learned a lot. I think, I think you've done a great job of summarizing things. I think the question really is, um, or maybe one more, as it were, top tip, which would be, you know, be, be sensitive, be sort of open to being aware of what are the sources of distraction in your world, right? Um, and, and even in those situations where the distraction is external, right? You get the sense that you're being distracted by other people. Um, then ask yourself the question, well, if that's not helpful, what can I do about that? Right. So if if you're in an open plan office, as more of us are making our way back into the office these days, and you find that there are more distractions there, right, from your colleagues, from your coworkers, what can you do about that? Right. Go go somewhere else. Go to the coffee shop. Go down to the canteen if you work in a in an office that has a canteen. Right. Go get out of the physical space and see if that makes a difference. Um, yeah. And and ultimately, ultimately, that's what we're all about, right? Um, you know, the productive experience includes it, it includes being being focused and being focused on the right things. And I think all of the things we've talked about today will will help folks along those lines. Great stuff. So so thank you all for being with us on this Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Um, please do like and subscribe if you want to hear back from us um, on, on for future episodes. And as we always say, if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss, in this podcast series, which Robert, we looked this up the other day. I, I'm still in awe of this that, this, that it's been this long. You and I have been doing this for seven years, which is really hard to believe, but it's been, wow. it's been a great, it's been a great journey. It really has been. Yeah. I scrolled, I believe it or not, I scrolled all the way back to the first one and it came out in 2015. Wow. So wow. anyway, um, so um, yeah. And, and if you have, uh, you know, to all of you out there in the audience, if you have topics you'd like us to discuss, please do let us know. We do take requests. Um, in the meantime, uh, we hope you have, uh, you know, whatever the rest of your day looks like, that you have a great day, and that it is as far as possible, as productive and as stress-free as possible. Thanks for being with us. Bye for now.